Let the church say amen. From the book of 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Second Corinthians chapter 12. We begin our reading at verse 2. As you find that, let me acknowledge the presence and thank God for the presence of my brother, Pastor Childers, Pastor James Douglas Childers, who's been in this pulpit many times, he and his wife. So happy to have you here with us today. Amen, amen. Second Corinthians chapter 12, beginning with verse 2. These words you find. I, I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago. Whether in the body I cannot tell, whether out of the body I cannot tell, God knows. Such an one caught up into the third heaven how that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words which is not lawful for any man to other. Of such an one I will glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in mine infirmities. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, well, I will say the truth, but not. But now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. And it said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. My grace is sufficient for thee. I, I want to talk this morning from this subject. I want to talk about living in the favor of God. Living in the favor of God. <clears throat> In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul talks in chapter 11 about what has to be one of the most trying challenges and challenging times in his ministry. If you read chapter 11, 23 through 33, Paul talks about being beaten. 
talks about being stoned. Talks about being shipwrecked. Talks about being robbed. Talks about being troubled on every hand. In 11, he talks about being hungry. In 11, he talks about being cold. Chapter 11, he talks about how he had to run for his life. And only escaped by being let over the city wall in a basket. Are y'all hearing me? He tells all of that. He tells all of that in chapter 11. But after telling the worst in chapter 11, it's almost as if he felt compelled to change in chapter 12. After telling the worst in chapter 11, it seems that in chapter 12, he feels that I'm compelled now to tell him about the best. Already shared the worst. Now let me share with you that everything ain't bad. Let me share with you that there is some bad. But I also want you to know that there is some good. It's almost in chapter 12, he starts by saying, since I've shared with you my lowest and most humiliating experiences, let me share the upside of this thing. Let me, let me share, let me make sure that you understand that it is not all downs. Are y'all hearing me? Isn't it a wonderful thing to know that you can't go down but just so far? <laughs> Everything can't be down. He says, I want to make sure that you know that it's not all downs, but there are some ups. As a matter of fact, Paul wants us to know that the good outweighs the bad. Are y'all hearing me? So he begins to share. As he begins to share his story, he begins to do a strange thing. He starts out chapter 12, and for some strange reason, he begins to refer to himself in the third person. Rather than to say he's talking about himself. He's talking about himself in the third. Humility would not allow him to come across like he was bragging or boasting. But, but the more he talked, the more he talked, he, he, he was talking as if he was talking in the third. Listen, listen at verse 3. He says, I, I, in, in, in verse 2, he says, I knew a man. I knew a man in Christ above 14 years. Look at verse 3. I, I, and, and, I, and I knew such a man, whether in body or out of the body, I can't. He's talking about a man. Are y'all hearing me? He didn't want to come across as if he was boasting, but more the more he talked, you realize he's talking about a personal experience that he had himself. Paul says, I had an experience. Yeah, and he says, I, I don't know. And this is what he said about it. He said, I had this experience. I don't know if I was in the body or out of the body. Is that in your book? He says, I, I know I had an experience, but I don't know if I was in the body. I don't know if I was. In other words, he said, I don't know if I was dead or alive. Now, 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 Brother Doug, a whole lot of scholars 
have said that he had an out-of-body experience. And I don't know where they got that because Paul was there. And he said he didn't know. And I figured if he was there and he didn't know, we don't know either. Are y'all hearing me? He says, I, I don't know. If I was in the body or if I was out of the body. He says, but, but I had this experience. And yeah, yeah, but, but, but he said, somehow, he said, this is the experience I had. He said, somehow, I got caught up into the third heaven. I don't know if I was alive or dead. I don't know where. Well, he said, but I know I got caught up into the third heaven. Now, I need to explain that a little bit. Third heaven, third heaven. See, let me share with you what, what we little bit we know about heaven. See, the first heaven is that heaven that man has conquered. We fly around in jets. Are y'all hearing me? We fly through the clouds and the skyways and in the atmosphere. That's the first heaven. He went above that. Are y'all hearing me? But then he went beyond the second heaven. The second heaven is where, where, where man right now is striving to get to. We know there's some stuff up there. We know that we know there are planets up there, but we we just ain't smart enough yet to get. We finally made it to the moon. We say, yeah, yeah but but, we, but there's some stuff up there. We can see it, but we don't know anything about. And that's what we're striving to right now: the stars and the planets and the galaxies. That's the second heaven. Are y'all hearing me? But it says, I went above that. Y'all ain't hearing me. He said. Yeah, I went above the first heaven, went above the second heaven. He says, I, I, I was caught up above all of that to the third heaven. I was caught up to paradise. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, I, I was caught up to a place that a man will never be able to see until, like Paul, he is caught up. <laughs> I'll be back there in a minute. He went to a place where, where a man will never be able to see until, like Paul, he is caught up. Paul went to paradise. Are y'all hear me? Don't know where he was dead or alive, but he went to paradise. Let, let me... He went to the same place where that penitent thief that was on the cross beside Jesus. You remember Jesus said, this day you will be with me. Are y'all hearing me? That's where Paul went. He went to paradise. Yeah, he went, he went to the same place. He went to that same place where Jesus left and said, I'm going to prepare a place, are y'all hearing me? I'm going to prepare a place for you. Paul went to that place, that place that Jesus went to prepare. He went and saw the dwelling place of God. Are y'all hearing me? Paul says, I went to the third heaven. I saw paradise. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is right here. When you go to a new place, you see new things. Are y'all hearing me? 
When you go to a new place, you see, let me say it another way. When you go where nobody's ever been, you see stuff that nobody has ever seen. Paul, 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 Paul went to a place that nobody had. And, and, and it helps me then when I think about it, when I read where Paul went, what Paul saw and heard, it helps me understand Paul a little better. Because I'm always amazed at Paul's knowledge. I'm always amazed at, 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 at Paul because I'm amazed at how he was so assertive in so many things. I'm amazed at how in his writing, he always seemed to present even mysteries in such a way that you know beyond, beyond a shadow of a doubt that, that he knows what he's talking about. I'm always curious about Paul because Paul talks about strange stuff that other folk wouldn't know about. Listen to Paul. Behold, I show you a mystery. Are y'all here? Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. How did he know that? Are y'all hearing me? Oh, when you go where others ain't been, you see what others ain't. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul said, listen to what Paul said. Paul said, for we know that this earthen house of this tabernacle, uh, when it is dissolved, I've got another building. How did he know that? Are y'all hearing me? Paul, Paul, Paul said, Paul said, henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. How did Paul know that? I just believe when you go where others ain't been, you see what others ain't seen. How could he be so assertive and so convincing? I want to submit that Paul wasn't talking about what he thought or what he heard somebody else say. Paul was talking about what he saw with his own eyes. Not only did he see things with his own eyes, he heard things with his own ears. Look at verse 4. Verse 4 said he heard unspeakable stuff. Heard stuff that can't be put in words. He said stuff. He heard stuff that he cannot repeat. He told enough, but he still some stuff that he couldn't talk about. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, if anybody had bragging rights, Paul did. If anybody had a reason to put their heads up in the air, Paul did. He was chosen to go where nobody has ever gone to see what nobody has ever seen and hear what nobody has ever heard. Paul was somebody. Paul had it going on, but then look at God's next move. In verse 7, he says, he did all that for me. Let me see all of that. Let me see stuff ain't nobody ever seen. Lift me up and let me see all of that. And then he said, unless I be exalted above measure, unless I, unless I get too lifted up, let me say it another way, so that I wouldn't get the big head. <laughs> Y'all hearing me? He let me see all of that. He took me and let me see what nobody else had ever seen. But lest I get the big head, 
It says, there was given to me. Read it in your book. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh. Y'all hear me? Anybody ever had a thorn? Anybody? It doesn't have to be a big one. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? Anybody ever had a thorn? Yeah, if a thorn is there, it has a way of letting you know it's there. It's, yeah, it, it's constantly bothering you. A thorn. He said, that was given to me just so that I would not be lifted up above measure. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh. A messenger of Satan to buffet me. Y'all hear me? After showing me all of that, after letting me see all of that, after lifting me up like that and blessing me like that, then that was given to me. A thorn in the flesh. Why was it given? To buffet me. Let me break that down for you. To beat me down. <laughs> Y'all hear me? Lifting me way up there and then turn right around, put a thorn in my flesh so that I wouldn't get too high. He put it there to beat me. Are y'all hearing me? Am I reading this right? Am I reading this right? God blesses him and then turn the devil loose on him so that his blessing wouldn't go to his head. Am I reading that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, God blesses him and then turn the devil loose on him so that his blessings won't go to his head. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, we, we, we love to talk about and we often talk about God's blessing us and how God blesses us. But rarely... Do we get around to telling what God does to keep us humble? Y'all hear me? Oh, oh, yeah, we love to talk about being blessed and highly favored, but we rarely get around to talking about that other stuff. Y'all ain't hearing me? We rarely get around to talking about what God has to do to keep our feet on the ground. Yeah, we rarely talk about the thing that God has to send to humble us. I don't know about anybody else, but I have come to find out that God has to temper our blessings with enough thorns to keep us on the ground. I wonder if I got a witness in the house. I say God has to temper our blessings with enough thorns to keep us on the ground. Oh, I know, I know sometimes you get all disheartened. I don't know why God is letting this happen to me. He's trying to keep you on. Y'all ain't hearing me. He's trying to keep you on the ground. I don't know why I have to cry sometimes. I don't know why I have to put up with these hard-headed children that don't want to do anything I got to say. I don't know why he don't give me another job and this boss keep giving. God gives you just enough thorns. Y'all ain't hearing me. Just enough thorns uh, to keep you on the ground. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing that as beautiful as a rose is, yet God still puts in the midst of all of those beautiful roses, he'll always put a thorn. Are y'all hearing me? Brothers and sisters, that's just the way life works. 
Life can't be all roses. There's got to be a thorn every once in a while. But, but here, here is where I want to get to. Here's where I want to get to. Paul says, I went to the Lord three times. Three times. I, pr I prayed about that thing. I, I got on my knees. I, I went to the Lord three times and asked him to get rid of this stone. Anybody ever been there? Anybody ever been on your knees talking to God? God, I need you to move. Are y'all hearing me? He says, I went three times and asked him to get rid of this thing. But listen to the response that he gets from God. I asked God to move it. But listen to what God says. God says, my grace is sufficient. Are y'all hearing me? My grace is sufficient. I need this to sink in. My grace is sufficient. Now, this sermon is about walking in the favor of God. Walking in the favor of God. My grace is sufficient. Because my grace is made perfect in weakness. Let, let me help somebody out here. Let me help somebody in the sound of my voice. Somebody here, somebody sitting here in the sound of my voice who got your own thorn. Let, let, let's leave Paul alone a minute. Let, let me talk to somebody sitting here right now. Got your own thorn that you wish that the Lord would take away. But yeah, he sent me here this morning with a message special for you. He told me to give you a message this morning, and that message is uh, my grace. Y'all ain't hearing me. My grace is sufficient. Walking in the favor of God. Well, let me show it to you. Let me show it to you now. Sit down. What is grace? Bible students, what is grace? Grace is unmerited favor. Y'all hearing this? Grace is unmerited favor. Now, now if you would, just for a moment, just for a moment, I ain't going to change the Bible, I ain't going to move it, but just for a moment, I want you to forget about the fact that it's unmerited. That means you didn't deserve it, you don't deserve it. But forget about the fact for a few minutes, just for a few minutes, forget about the fact that it's unmerited. Yeah, and, and forget about the fact that you don't deserve it, but just look at what it is. Grace is favor. Y'all hear me? You don't deserve it, but grace is favor with God. God says, I know you want the thorn gone. I want you, to, I know you want me to remove it, uh, but you, you need to know that my favor is sufficient. 
Are y'all hearing me? Is there anybody here that just wants to walk in God's favor? Yeah, yeah. He says, I want you to know that my favor is sufficient. Yes, yes. You're walking around. With a thorn, yes, uh, you're walking around, uh, we're in pain a lot of the time, but God says, uh, I want you to know that you're still in my favor. Y'all ain't hearing me. Yes, you're in pain, uh, but you're in my favor. Yes, I know it's uncomfortable for you. I know it kept you up last night, but guess what? You're still in my favor. It keeps you up sometimes at night. Sometimes uh, you have to cry all night long. But guess what? God says you're still uh, in my favor. Yes, somebody ought to be shouting about now. Somebody who came in sad this morning. Yeah, yeah, your son came in uh, carrying the burden of the world on your shoulder. But you're going to leave here knowing uh, that you're walking in God's favor. Y'all ain't hearing me. Somebody came in here with tears running down your cheek, not knowing which way to go. But I come to tell you that you are walking still in God's favor. Is there anybody here that's sick and feel like you just can't get well? I got some good news for you. You are still in God's favor. Y'all ain't hearing me. Your child didn't come home last night. Yeah. You're sitting here worrying right now, yeah. but I come by with some good news. Uh, you are still uh, in uh, God's favor. Yeah. And if you ain't shouting yet, yeah, let me go back and throw in that it's unmerited favor. Yeah. Y'all ain't hearing me. Yeah. In other words, I'm in God's favor yeah, and I don't deserve God's favor. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah. I don't deserve it. Uh, I didn't do anything to get it, yeah. but I'm still uh, walking in God's favor. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah. I ain't that good. Yeah. I ain't done much right. Yeah. But I'm still uh, in God's favor. Yeah. And right now, yeah, you can understand yeah, what Newton was saying. Yeah. Newton says, amazing grace. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? Amazing favor. Yeah. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. He said it was favor. It was favor that taught my heart to fear. And it was favor my feel relieved. How precious did that favor appear. The Oh, I, I first believe yeah. y'all ain't hearing me yeah. but listen to this uh, he says it's through many uh, dangers uh, toils and snares uh, I have uh, already come yeah. he said but wait a minute yeah. it was favor yeah. it was unmerited uh, but it was favor that brought me uh, saved us far uh, and grace uh, favor will lead me on and while I'm on yes, the old time song there's one more song that said was it for crimes that I have done 
Are y'all hearing me? That he grown upon the tree. But I want to turn it from negative. Yeah. Put it in the positive. Yeah. It was for crying that I have done that he grown upon the tree. Amazing pity. Grace unknown. Favor unknown. And love beyond degree. One of I got a witness here. Yeah. It was grace that hung him on an old cross. It was grace, God's grace, that caused him to bleed, bleed on the cross. He shed his blood for me. It was grace that caused him to die on an old cross, laid him in a barry tomb. But I thank God, I thank God that that same grace, the same grace, Sunday morning, he got up, he got up with all power in his hand. Well, let me go back, just like Paul was caught up to meet him in the air. If I keep on praying, if I keep on pressing, one of these days, one of these old days, one of these old days, according to the word of it all the time but we are walking in the favor of God one day one day I'm going where Jesus is one day one day to me. 
clear. Thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. You have an opportunity to turn it all around right now. Have an opportunity to turn it all around right now. If you're unsaved, I want to invite you to come. If you're already saved, if you've already accepted him and just don't have a church covering, you need a covering, you need a church. You need to be covered. Let me invite you to come today.